service. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Badlands listeners, are you here? Are you with me? Are you too tired to go to bed? Too riled up to stay home? I know I am. This is another podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Badlands, the rap party. Welcome to the Badlands bonus episode, another thing we like to call the rap party. Just like that other show, this is the show that comes after the show, a voyage from one episode of Badlands to the other, the back lot breakdown of sorts. On this episode, we're talking about Anna Nicole Smith, celebrities who died in the same mysterious manner. Anna Nicole's death is similar to Marilyn Monroe's, a celebrity she obviously emulated. And just like that other show, we are digging into your movie-focused voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. So Badlands listeners, let's get into it. Wee, wee, wee. Welcome to the rap party. Let's dive right into Ms. Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. She transcended the laws of celebrity. Blonde, total sex pot. I'm not being a creep. That was just her whole thing. S-E-X, sex, and long before Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian, Anna Nicole Smith was famous for being famous. She was a dancer, sure, a stripper who turned Playboy cover girl and guest jeans model, and she deliberately made herself look like the second coming of Marilyn Monroe 30 years after. After Marilyn's death, Marilyn was under investigation, however informally, by Bobby Kennedy's FBI, and so too Anna Nicole Smith was under investigation by the FBI. This for an alleged hit she organized to take out her 60-year-old stepson. That's right, 60 60, 60, 60 year old stepson when Anna Nicole was in her 20s because Anna Nicole Smith married an 89-year-old billionaire J. Howard Marshall. And for more on the mechanics of that fine romance, you can check out the full Badlands episode on Anna Nicole. But back to the recap here in the bonus rap party. Things got weird or weirder, I should say, when Anna Nicole's own son died. He overdosed. And then Anna Nicole Smith overdosed. And yes, her cause of death is weirdly similar to her son's cause of death. But weirder still was that Anna Nicole Smith's cause of death was eerily similar to that of her idol Marilyn Monroe. Anna Nicole Smith modeled her entire image on Marilyn Monroe, and then she died in the exact same way as Marilyn Monroe, an overdose of the exact same drugs that killed Marilyn Monroe, chloral hydrate, a popular sedative 
way back in the day. We're talking vintage drugs, people, the kind you get from either a shifty doctor who makes house calls on Saturday nights or from a pharmacist who works next to a soda fountain and can't keep a secret. Marilyn Monroe died in 1962 at the age of 36, the cause being acute barbiturate poisoning thanks to a deadly combo of chloral hydrate and nembatol. Anna Nicole Smith died in 2007 at the age of 39 thanks to a cocktail of drugs in her system, which included ding, 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 like I said, a heavy dose of chloral hydrate. So that got me thinking, what are some other celebrity deaths that are so similar they're eerie? You've got James Dean, who we just covered earlier in this season of Badlands. He loved fast cars, and he was driving one of those fast cars, a Porsche 550 Spider, in 1955 when he crashed into another car on Route 466 in California and died. Almost 60 years later, in 2013, Paul Walker, the guy from the early Fast and Furious movies, a bunch of movies about guys driving fast cars and girls driving fast cars, but this guy, he also loved fast cars in real life, just like James Dean, and just like James Dean, he was was also driving a Porsche in California, no less, when he crashed into a concrete wall and died. Natalie Wood, who we covered in season one of Badlands, she drowned in 1981 at the age of 43 in the Pacific Ocean near Santa Catalina Island after she allegedly had an argument with her husband and somehow ended up in the water. And Christopher Walken was there, but that's all shady, and I don't really understand what was going on with that. But a few years later in 1983, Beach Boy and former Disgraceland subject Dennis Wilson drowned also off the coast of California, but in a marina, actually. Then there's Prince and Tom Petty, two other Disgraceland subjects. Prince had hip surgery. Tom needed hip surgery. And as a result of this, they both leaned a little too much on the painkillers and both had fentanyl in their system when they died. Prince in 2016, and then shortly after Tom Petty, just about a year later. All right? So we can't keep any list of celebrities dying by nearly the same cause of death without mentioning John Belushi and Chris Farley, also both subjects of Badlands episodes, both larger-than-life comic talents. In fact, John Belushi was actually Chris Farley's idol, just like Marilyn Monroe was Anna Nicole Smith's idol. Just like Anna Nicole wanted to be just like Marilyn Monroe, Chris Farley wanted to be just like John Belushi. Farley wore a pair of Belushi's old boots, Farley worked with Belushi's improv coach, and just like John Belushi, Chris Farley died of a speedball overdose. What's eerie is that they were both the exact same age, 33 years old. I feel like I should have spooky campfire music playing in the background here. I got one more for you before you head off to your tent. Red Fox, an incredible comedian you might remember from Sanford and Son, classic sitcom from the 70s. Red Fox died of a heart attack, a form of death he was constantly acting out for laughs on that TV show, Sanford and Son, the so-called big one. And he played it for easy laughs all the time. And finally, the easy laughs turned to reality. Things caught up to Red Fox in real life while rehearsing a scene on stage for his new a sitcom at the time called The Royal Family, and he died right there, heart attack, on stage, dead, and then, a few years later, as if on theme, over in England, English actor Tommy Cooper died just like The Royal Family's Red Fox, but when he died on stage, it was live in front of 12 million people. So... What other celebrity deaths share an eerie similarity that I'm not thinking of? I did, like, no research on this. Zeth and I cooked this up in no time this morning. But who am I missing? 617-906-6638. Send in your answers via voicemail and text. I'm going to take a quick break and inject some chlorohydrate. Just kidding. But I will be right back after this.
All right. I'm back, guys. I was worked up in that last block. I don't know what came over me. I'm going to downshift a little here for the C block, all right? Some quick Anna Nicole Smith music connections. She appeared in music videos for Brian Adams, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, for Third Eye Blind, for Jumper, and Kanye West, The New Workout Plan. You guys seen any of these? I have not. Are they good? I'm tempted to Google that Third Eye Blind video. I like that song, Jumper. Never seen the video. Uh, another music connection, Anna Nicole Smith uh, recorded a song by one of my favorite songwriters, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, actually, Cole Porter. She recorded My Heart Belongs to Daddy in 1997, a song which Marilyn Monroe had performed back in 1960 for the movie Let's Make Love. Uh, I can't imagine that the Anna Nicole Smith version is any good. Um, maybe it is. I don't know if it is. Let me know. Uh, myself and Ella Fitzgerald, we seem to be in the minority, I think, as uh, two of the only people who believe that Marilyn Monroe could actually sing. Maybe I'm wrong on that, too. Maybe other people believed in her, but you don't hear much uh, talk about Marilyn Monroe as a singer. And for all the ditzy blonde stuff, uh, you know my take on Marilyn. You listen to the first two episodes of Badlands. Uh, I think she's actually a pretty good singer. And Ella Fitzgerald thought the same thing. All right. Side note, on Cole Porter, uh, who's seen Night and Day with Cary Grant, the 1946 biopic, uh, the biopic on Cole? Uh, I saw a bit of it on Turner Classic Movies. It looked like one of those movies that's like, ah, this is fucking awful, but I'm, I can't not look at it. Uh, so I'm going to watch it and looking forward to watching the whole thing. 617-906-6638 if you've seen Night and Day or if you saw the other Cole Porter one, the one they did back in the early aughts with uh, Kevin Klein, I believe, called The Lovely. Uh, if you've seen that, let me know, all right? Uh, by the way, Night and Day, one of the greatest songs of all time. Might be top 10, might be top five. I'm not going to do what are your top songs here. That's for the after party. The Ella version, uh, love that one. The Billie Holiday version, love that one. I love the John Coltrane version as well on ballads. That might be my favorite. All right, last week, asked a bunch of questions. So let's get to some of your answers, like this one from Mark in the 401. He knows how to put his fingers onto the phone and make the numbers happen in the right sequence. That sequence is 617-906-6638. Not sure what Mark's dialing in on. Might be a rotary phone. Might be one of those push-button ones from the 80s. Then again, might be a flip phone. Have you seen that the Razor is making a comeback, by the way? Uh, and then, you know, it might be an iPhone. You know, who knows? Who knows? But anyways, Mark here. Dialed in 617-906-6638. That's how you voicemail me. That's how you text me. Let's check out what Mark has to say here. Hey, this is Mark in Providence. Anna Nicole Smith. Wow. If it wasn't for girls like Anna Nicole Smith, I could have been a billionaire. A billionaire with a B. Okay. I'm watching a video with uh, Eric Clapton and Gary Moore. 40 minutes and uh, I'm excited. I, I got a I can get my blood pumping so I can get to the gym. Rock and roller. All right, Mark is all worked up about Anna Nicole Smith. Sounds like she's uh, keeping his heart rate up. You go, Mark. Um, let's move on here. Another thing we talked about last week on the rap party in light of the uh, the other Smith, Will Smith, and the Will Smith DJ Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince banger Summertime. I asked, what are some of the all-time great summertime jams? And the 612 chimed in with some suggestions. Uh, let's hear what the 612 has to say. Hey Jake, this is David from 651. I got a list of summer jams that you might want to uh, listen in on. Some of them a little bit well, more well-known than others. We'll start with Bang by the Ravenettes, Cool Summer by Bananarama, Good Day by Surfaces, Island in the Sun by Weezer, Rockaway Beach by the Ramones, baby, Sunshine by Atmosphere, and finally Wildfire from John Mayer. 
Check them out. Enjoy your summer. David, I love all of these. All of them. I love the modern takes. I love that band, the Ravenettes. Saw them once, the Paradise back in the day. They were fucking incredible. Uh, want to check out that John Mayer one as well, which I don't think I've ever heard. Uh, heard the rest, though. They're great. Nice work, David. Solid list. Thank you for checking in. 617-906-6638. Be like David. Be like Mark. Hit me up. Voicemail, text. Let's see with uh, Phaedra uh, has to say. Phaedra hits on a lot of points here from the uh, previous Rap Party episodes. Uh, so this is in reference. Jake, uh, to your girl Phaedra from Vancouver, Canada. Um, so this is in reference to Badlands. So you asked a question about Paul Simon, would he be interesting? To be honest, I think Paul Simon is very vanilla, and I am surprised he put up with Carrie Fisher's craziness. So, I mean, maybe some craziness happened, but not sure. But anyway, my more comment is towards the Will Smith episode. Everybody talks about Will Smith doesn't have to cuss to sell albums. And I feel like we all forgot about You Saw My Blinker Bitch. It was that song that came out, and it started out like it was Wednesday, October the 4th. That was my day, my day in court. And basically, he got cut off by some chick who took him to, like, court, and he's like, You Saw My Blinker Bitch. Everybody forgets about that. And it's just like, yeah, he did cuss. But, I mean, maybe that album didn't sell, but he did cuss. And my other thing is, with the whole Jada situation, that girl is just straight-up toxic. Like, who brings her husband onto her show to be like, I cheated on you with our son's friend. How do you feel about that? Well, apparently about that, not good. Like, he cried and everything, and everybody called him a bitch for it, but it was like, who does that? And slapping Chris Rock was just absolutely stupid. It was a joke. And to be honest, I didn't know she had alopecia. Was it on a website that she had alopecia? Was everybody supposed to know she had alopecia? Because I was not aware. So I thought that G.I. Jane joke was pretty funny. Maybe dated, but pretty funny. And um, unfortunately, because of his toxic wife, he has seriously sunk his whole career. Like, everything that he did is now over a slap. And Chris Rock said it best when he did his, like, Netflix comedy thing where they were like, oh, Hockney didn't slap back. He's like, dude, Will Smith is a built man. I don't know what it looks like on TV. He is huge. He played Muhammad Ali, and I was New Jack City playing Pookie. Like, I play crackheads. He plays, like, built dudes. Like, obviously, I'm not slapping him back. Like, it's stupid. But anyways, um, the episode was good, but I just had to comment on those two things. And honestly, I don't think he's ever going to bounce back from this. What he should do is divorce his toxic wife and move on. And that is my Canadian opinion just weighing in here. All right. Thanks very much. Um, have a good one, Jake. Thank you, Phaedra, for the call. Lots to unpack here. I hear you on the vanilla, the vanilla-ness of uh, Paul Simon. I think that's what kept me away from him from so long. But, you know, that's just what we know about on the surface. Maybe there's something else there. I don't know. We're looking into it. I think I have a take on a Paul Simon Disgraceland episode to coincide with the Carrie Fisher Badlands episode that we released a couple weeks ago. Uh, and Phaedra, if I do go in that direction, I'm going to do it in a way that'll make you proud. I promise you that. All right. Uh, on Mr. Smith goes to Kooky Town, though. Yes, I agree with you on Jada. Uh, whole fucking thing. Nuts. Freaking nuts. I feel for the guy, actually. As much as that slap annoyed me and I thought it was stupid, I still feel for Will Smith. But at the end of the day, 
We're all responsible for our actions. I'm with you, Phaedra, but I don't think Will, Will Smith's career is sunk. I'm not with you on that one. I think he'll be back. I think he's, uh, as far as celebrities go, as far as talents go, I think Will Smith is too big to fail. Uh, speaking of summertime, summertime jams and Will Smith and big Hollywood movie stars, 617-906-6638. Let me know what your favorite summertime movies are. Call me, text me. What are they? It's, summer's almost here. Is it here? Next week. It'll be here, right? 21st or something like that. Jaws. Okay. Probably the best all-time great summertime movie. Dazed and Confused, I consider that a summertime movie. I know it's the last day of school, but they're all getting ready for the summer. Uh, summer of Sam, love that movie. Great one. Stand By Me, definitely a summertime movie. Sandlot, Meatballs, 500 Days of Summer. What else? Moonrise Kingdom, Wet Hot American Summer. So many great summertime movies. What are your favorites? 617-906-6638. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a text to let me know. Speaking of text, I'm going to read some texts right now. All right, Nick from the 805, coming on in with this, uh, reading this real time. Hey, Jake, just want to say thank you for making such a well-thought-out and produced podcast. Uh, your podcast got me through a really tough time in my life a few years ago by providing the perfect distraction for me. Uh, thanks, Nick. Appreciate that. Appreciate all of you listeners. You know that. The 336, she texts in or he texts in. I don't know who this is. It just says, is this Jake Brennan? To which the answer, 336, is yes. Uh, let's see. What do we got? From the 401, two dudes standing in front of a UFIT health club, and it says, uh, these gym guys love the podcast. Love you right back there, gym guys. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Lots of love here in these early texts. Uh, from the 615, Brother Jake, absolutely addicted to your pods. I know you are a Peckinpah fan. I am. Not sure how you weave true crime into his body of work, but the man was a genius movie maker in Hellraiser. Maybe the Straw Dogs rape scene controversy. I don't know about that. Or Ali McQueen. That's Ali McGraw and Steve McQueen. Uh, and Evans Menage. I think you meant to say menage a trois. That's Robert Evans. He's, uh, yeah, there's a lot here when you think about it. Or the fucking head of, uh, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. I love Warren Oates, by the way. That's what the 615 is saying. And I'm saying it too, I guess. I love Warren Oates. Uh, so, yeah, that's not a bad idea, man. Not a bad idea. Uh, 615 goes on to say, get a jazz album recommendation that you are probably already hip to. Stretch Music by Christian Scott Atunde is dope. I don't, I don't know that. Uh, and then he signs it, uh, Bill Parham. Yes, I knew Cormac, and I'm sad he passed today. Talking about Cormac McCarthy, the author who uh, passed away yesterday. Um, sorry for your loss. Dude was a genius. And uh, great, great suggestion there about that other genius, Sam Peckinpah. Uh, I love that. Paging uh, Dr. Zeth Lundy on that. Peckinpah, let's put him in the lineup. The 540 writes in, Tortured Souls are some of the best entertainers. He made a movie with Harvey Keitel and Yofit Kodo, and they hated each other. Movie barely got made. It was called Blue Collar, I think. Oh, this is in reference to Richard Pryor. Uh, oh, by the way, you stinking rock. Yes, I know about Blue Collar. Seen it. Need to watch it again, though. Okay, another one here from the 620. Did I just say the 620? Uh, regardless, this is... Uh, 620 says, uh, hey, Jake, love all the pods. First, Carrie Fisher movie recommendation, The Burbs with Tom Hanks and Bruce Stern. Awesome movie. Uh, know all about it. Uh, 620 goes on to say, I believe your assessment of succession was spot on. Saw a lot of people on Twitter wanting a happier ending. Fuck Twitter. I think the show always has played as a tragedy, and that was the best ending for all the characters. Keep up the great work. 620 goes on to say, hey, it's Sandy from Pittsburgh, Kansas. I wanted to add a movie. Is there Pittsburgh, Kansas? I didn't know this. I wanted to add a movie to the Will 
Smith list. I'm sure it wasn't a top box office grocer, but I always watch it when it comes on. It's Focus with Margot Robbie. I don't know about this movie. B.D. Wong of Law & Order SVU, fame is a great bit, is a high-stakes gambler. I was glad to hear, she goes on to the 620 here, goes on to say, I was glad to hear that you liked The Idol as I did. Also, if you watch uh, Max, there is a behind-the-scenes after the credits with Lily Rose Depp talking about the first episode. Love everything you owe from the 620. Thanks, 620. Uh, you and I, 620, are on an island with our idol take. Uh, my idol take, I still need to watch episode seven, but I'll, uh, episode two, excuse me, but I'll get into that in a second. Uh, 617-906-6638. Also, also at Disgraceland Pod. That's how you send me the old uh, direct messages there. And we can chat that way. Let's see what we got here in the form of DMs. Done a bad, bad job keeping up with the DMs, saving them. I get them. I answer them in real time, most of them anyways. I try to, but uh, I try to also save them so I can do more answering in here. And I know I'm babbling right now. I'm stalling. I think this is in the business what they call, uh, I don't know, what do they call this in the business? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm barely in the business. All right, let's see here. Uh, Jody Bees writes in, uh, so weird, I woke up last night and flipped the vice and saw a familiar face. So Jody Bees here is talking about, uh, did this vice thing. It's this new vice TV show on the vice network, television network, online too, I'm sure, called Resolved. And, uh, there's the episode, I think it was the pilot episode actually on Heath Ledger. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, they had me on to comment on Heath's death. So check that out, Resolved, if you want to hear what I'm talking about. Let's keep going here. Uh, Colleen Kilcoin Coletta says, uh, same thing. Just saw you on the Vice Channel's Resolved Heath Ledger episode. I was like, holy crap, that's Jake. Cool beans. Thanks, Colleen. So, yeah, that's what I got for uh, DMs there from the old Badlands corner of the universe. Uh, Heath Ledger was a... Uh, Badlands episode way back in the day. That's what ended up with, uh, that's how the Vice folks found me, got in touch with me. It was fun being on a Vice TV show. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I, I just got to ask this. I got to ask it again because I already asked it and I feel like it's. I got to make a bigger point of this. Summer movies, favorite summer movies. Or, you know what? I'll take a second question here, a sub question. Are there any big, huge blockbuster summer movies that have yet to be released that are coming soon that you are looking forward to? Oppenheimer, uh, what else? What's on the way that you're stoked on? Or more importantly, I guess the better question, the more fun question for me anyways, uh, favorite summer movie of all time? Jaws, Dazed and Confused, Summer of Sam, Stand By Me, Meatballs. What, what do you got? Let me know. 617-906-6638. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to be back with some recommendations right after this. All right, this is the other recommendations part of the part of the other show where we recommend the movies and television content, the recommendations part, the part where you send me all your weird and awesome movie recommendations and we discuss the movie recommendations part here in the Badlands Rap Party bonus episode. All right, Idol. I missed episode two. HBO's Idol, missed it. Totally missed it. Was it thumbs up? Was it thumbs down? I mean, compared to episode one, I already know what most of you are going to say. I know what kind of response I'm going to get to this, but just someone try to be objective here and forget what the internet is saying. Have you watched it? What do you think? 
let me know. Part of the reason I haven't watched episode two yet is that my wife refuses to watch this show. She thinks it's just softcore porn, to which I say, so what? Maybe it is. I don't know. She watches plenty of fucking what I call blood orgy stuff. She's in all these like witches and goblin shit. I walk into the room and there's fucking sexy people getting torn apart and blood everywhere. How's that any different? I mean, I know it's different. I know exactly how it's different, but it's not really different. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm going to watch episode two. I'm going to try to at least uh, before we talk again next week. Uh, if any of you are watching it, if you're still on board, if you're fighting through, if the show is fighting through the noise, uh, I'd be interested. You know, let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm interested in what you guys think. Even if you hate it, tell me why you hate it. Give me a reason why you hate the show that America seems to hate so thoroughly. Uh, I'm not there yet. I don't hate it yet. I liked the first episode. Going to watch the second. I'll be back with more thoughts next week on HBO's Idol. Uh, as for what else I've been watching, you know, guys, the truth of the matter is not much. It's been a slow week, okay? I watched... Uh, I watched my new Miami Heat lose to the Denver Nuggets. They gave it a go. They'll be back next year. I'm watching a lot of baseball in the Red Sox. They're not doing well. They're barely consistent. They're barely a 500 team, but I don't blame them, and I don't blame the players, and I don't blame the manager. It's tough to win games when you trade away or fail to re-sign your star players and then refuse to sign other star players, but I am hanging in, okay? Uh, part of me, as a Red Sox fan, I know going to sound fucking ridiculous. Part of me, I think, I'll never admit this to anyone except, you know, the fucking however many of you are listening to this right now. Um, I kind of like it when the Red Sox are losing. I'm old enough to remember when they, they never won or they would win. They would just get close enough to never win the whole fucking thing. And being a Red Sox fan now in the rear view was never more compelling. Uh, I, I can't say it was fun. It certainly was fun. In, in fits and spurts, definitely compelling, more compelling than those years right before they finally won it all in 2004. From 97, 98, 99 to 2004, basically from when Pedro Martinez got here all the way up to 2003 before they won it in 04, when they were right there, just falling short every year by like the skin of their chinny chin chin or however that phrase goes uh it was just fun being fucking a red sox fan and miserable with everybody else <laughs> it sucked at the time i can't believe i'm saying it but then like winning kind of get winning's boring man winning's not as not as compelling it's not it's fun it's not as compelling doesn't keep me up at night I, you know, I'm barely angry at the Red Sox right now, and they're barely a 500 team. That's not cool. I should be pissed. All of Boston should be pissed. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe it just has more to do with me than it does uh, with the situation. Who knows? But um, that's my Red Sox thought because I have been watching a ton of baseball. And you know what? I showed my sons, who are obsessed with baseball right now as well, and it's kind of the coolest thing ever as a dad. They're what's propelling my newfound uh, interest, um, I, I should say my my rejuvenated interest in baseball. So I showed them uh, The Sandlot, which I had never seen. And, uh, you know, watching it, if I watched it as an adult, I wouldn't have liked it. As a, If I watched it as a kid at the time, I would have loved it. And I got to say, I, I loved it watching it with my kids. Uh, they were so into it. Uh, but, you know, there's some fantastic baseball movies out there. And this is something we got to dig into. I want to go watch the Tommy Lee Jones movie on Ty Cobb. I can't remember if it's good or not. Um, 
it's uh I, I i saw parts of it way back and i i think it was really good but i think in my memory i mix it with that awful movie that came out on babe ruth that i remember was bad um john goodman and uh yeah there's some great ones though so what are your favorite baseball movies you know eight men out comes to mind of course field of dreams uh, Major League, Bull Durham, all-timer right there. Um, are, is that it? Are there others? You know, there's that one that uh, Link, Richard Linkler made that uh, came out a couple of years ago that I'd never seen that I, that I heard is really good. The dude who was in Top Gun was in that way back, I think. Um, so, yeah, 617-906-6638. Hit me with your best baseball movies on top of hitting me with your best summer movies i'll watch some stuff uh before we talk again i'll have more recommendations for you uh in the next rack party and take a quick break right here see you on the other side All right, let's recap. Number one, the obvious. The Anna Nicole Smith episode of Badlands is available in your feed right now. Go check that out. Number two, next week in Badlands, we've got a new episode on Mel Gibson. Number three, over in the Disgraceland feed, we've got a new episode on Jimi Hendrix available for you now and another episode on Lil' Kim coming next week. So number four, call me, 617-906-6638. I want your best summer movies. I want your best baseball movies, all right? Number five, I got a split. I got other podcasts to record music videos to watch but uh right now a second dose of bliss for yours truly in honor of this week's badlands episode me reading the script not from an anna nicole smith movie uh but from some like it hot one of the best movies uh made by her idol marilyn monroe all right and away we go fade in city at night a hearse of late 20s vintage is proceeding at a dignified pace along a half-deserted wintry street Inside the hearse, there are four somber men in black in a coffin, of course, with a wreath of chrysanthemums on top. One of the men is driving. Another is in the seat beside him. The other two are sitting in the rear of the hearse, flanking the coffin. All four seem fully aware of the solemnity of the occasion. Now, they hear a siren, faint at first, but rapidly growing louder, and the driver and the man next to him exchange a nervous glance. The other two men move tensely toward the rear door of the hearse, raise the black curtain over the glass panel and peek out cautiously. Through the glass panel, they see a police car bearing down on them, the red light blinking, the sirens screaming. The two men at the rear window gesture to the driver to step on it. He does. The hearse, obviously a souped-up job, instantly picks up speed, weaves crazily through traffic in the police car in hot pursuit. The hearse careens around a corner at 80 miles an hour in the police car right on its tail. Quit talking and start mixing. <laughs> <laughs>